Come on, church, one time, give it up for the Lord. Everything you got. One more time, come on. All right, you can be seated. Praise God. Man, praise the Lord. God is good, amen? All the time. Praise God. Thanks for coming out. I know it's summertime, and you know people got vacations and got to get to the beach, got to get to the mountains, and I'm glad you're here today. And we're just, we're, we're in this Esther study, and I'll tell you what, it's one of my favorite studies, and I'll tell you why. It's because it's, it's caused us as a church to have some initiatives to do some things for the kingdom that maybe we wouldn't normally do or we wouldn't be mindful of. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a great lesson on, on servanthood, humility. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, being a warrior. Let's turn to somebody and say, you're a warrior. Turn to somebody else and say, I'm a warrior. Yeah, you, see, you, you, were, you claimed it a little better when it was about you rather than when it was about somebody else. That's good. You're warriors. You are all warriors. And that's the coolest thing because you're here today and you're making war. And uh, I, love that, uh, I love that song. Let's give it up for our worship team. Would you do that for a moment? That was amazing. We're just just breakthrough is taking place, taking place and taking place. And the fact that you're here today, maybe even in the situation or condition that you're in, just kind of maybe just trying to make it through, just the fact that you got up and you got here, that's like 80% of the battle right there. Now you're just going to move forward and you're just going to plug through. Like Janie was saying, personal things in her life, you just got to break through, okay? Things that we've got encountered in the past, you just got to break through. You just have to have a warrior mentality. And I want to talk to you today about being a warrior. When we talked about Esther, and this is week five. Next week will be our last week, week six. The first week was a purpose, a hidden purpose. The word Esther, by the way, remember, means hidden. So Esther has all these hidden values in her life. And the first one is a hidden purpose. She's got a purpose in her life. You have a purpose in your life, okay? There's a purpose. Maybe maybe all hell came against you. Maybe society's against you. Maybe the world's against you. Maybe your own family's against you. You have a purpose in your life, Amen. All right. So uh, between services, I had to go grab a cup of coffee and someone caught me in the lobby and said, you guys didn't have your Starbucks today, did you? And I thought, well, I didn't think the first service was that bad. And uh, and and, and uh, they said, well, I saw Miss Janie had one, too. I figure you guys never drink coffee around here. You always have your Starbucks before you get here. I said, yeah, we didn't we didn't make it this morning, but I got my coffee in me now. So how many can amen this after this morning? Just be my, you just be my amen corner, right? Because that's what warriors do. We're ameners. We're praisers. We're worshipers. We're prayer warriors. We're fasters. We're all that. And so first week was purpose. You have a purpose. Second week was favor. How many wants God's favor on your life? That's a, yeah, I mean, that's a good thing, right? You got Father God, the creator of the universe, the, the, the head of all living things, and he wants, uh, he wants to favor you. He wants to make you to think that you're his favorite. How many thinks you're God's favorite? Sometimes I just think I'm God's favorite. I just feel, I feel bad for the rest of you. I really do. Then I go home with Janie, and she knows she's God's favorite, so I'm second fiddle. But that's all right. At least I'm, a, I'm in the running. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. And then the third week was identity, okay? We talked about uh, just our identity in Christ and who we are. Esther had to know who she was. She grew up an orphan. 
And she grew up in an orphan in a time where orphans really weren't well thought of, okay? And so they didn't have a lot of plans and policies in place. And so her older cousin, almost like an uncle Mordecai, raises her because both her parents are gone out of the picture. And so maybe you're in a hopeless, helpless situation. You have hope in Jesus Christ. You have the greatest hope there is. And then we talked about decreeing last week. Making voices of declaration. You've been given power by God to decree and to declare things in your life are going to work out. That's not hyperbole. That's not just a feel-good message. That just sounds good. Things will work out, okay? And and if we say this, Father, our will on earth as it is in heaven, we know that his will will always be done in our life. You decree those things. You stand on on those things. You stand on the written word of God. God is for you. He is not against you. Amen? And today you're a warrior. We're going to talk about being a warrior for the king. We're going to talk about being a warrior. I like warriors. I, I love the fact that we have a warrior church. I love the fact that we have a church that's not afraid to do things no matter about size or cost. We put an initiative out, a plea out uh, at the start of this, uh, this sermon series that I wanted to pay off. Um, I found a company that would help us pay off $1.5 million worth of North Carolina medical debt and uh, it would cost us a dollar for every hundred. So it's not a whole lot, but it's a lot, okay? And so I preached that the very first service, the very first week, and I had a, a gentleman come up to me and say, I want to pay the whole thing off. I want to take care of uh, that medical debt so we can concentrate on the, the orphans and we can concentrate on other things. And so, church, you paid off $1.5 million worth of North Carolina medical debt here in North Carolina. Give it up for Jesus Christ because that's a win for the kingdom. Amen? That's a warrior. That's a warrior mentality. And maybe you're thinking about uh, adopting an orphan. In fact, I put a plea out for every adult here, 18 and up, to adopt at least one orphan, okay? Janie and I are going to do five. Some people are doing five. Some people are doing 10. Some people are doing two. Some people are doing three. But bring your card back next week or put it in the offering today. Fill it out and say, Pastor, I can do one or I can do two. If every adult here does one, we'll have more than enough to do the 200 orphans in Haiti that we want. Ten dollars a month feeds an orphan for a $10 a month feeds an orphan every day for that month that's amazing right so $10 listen you give up maybe that's why we gave up Starbucks this morning so we'd have our first 10 you give up a meal and you give up a lunch whatever it is and you adopt an orphan church this is this is what warriors do this is a, a warrior mentality amen and then we'd like you to go to Cherokee with us on September the 21st and then and, and just war with the people up there against drugs and alcohol against depression demonic spirits because it's alive it's alive up there and we've got to do those things to help people that that maybe at least right now can't help themselves amen All right, stand with me for the reading of the Word of God today out of Esther, the fourth chapter, 14 through 17. For if you keep silent at this time, Mordecai tells Esther, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come for the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai. Go, gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you and then I will go to the king, though uh, it is against the law and if I perish, I perish. 
Mordecai then went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, today for your word. We thank you, Lord, for truth. We thank you, Lord, that we can live as warriors for such a time as this. We can live in the moment, oh God. Lord, we can stand with each other, behind each other. We can build each other up in the unity of the faith. Lord, we can speak life into each other. We can declare things, Father, not only over each other, but for our community, for our households, Father. Lord, for our jobs and, Lord, for people that are seeking Lord, in learning. God, I pray right now you open our hearts to hear all that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody in agreement said, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word of God. God is good all the time. I think we have to understand here that uh, Esther's backstory again, she's an orphan, one. Okay, so things were against her. She's a Jew, too. So it was easy at this point in time, the Jews were so outnumbered, it was easy for them just to fit in. And sometimes God, uh, uh, Christ's followers fit in where they should be standing up. They fit in where they should be standing out. They fit in where they should be speaking up. They fit in where they should be speaking out. Sometimes we just go with the flow. We just we, we don't want to make any enemies. We don't want to make any uh, people mad. And sometimes you just have to stand forward and get in someone's face and say, no, I'm a warrior for Jesus Christ. That's not the way it needs to be. Are you with me? That's what warriors do. And so Esther was a warrior. Esther, uh, Mordecai came to her and says, hey, you got to speak up. You're the queen now. And the king still doesn't know that you're Jewish. And your family has just signed a decree or has been a, a decree assigned, signed against them by Haman and the king saying that in 30 days they're going to die. In other words, genocide is going to happen and everything's going to take place. Well, sometimes push has to come to shove. And when we get to the place where we're, we're despondent and non-responsive to maybe orphans in Haiti or uh, natives in Cherokee or teachers in our public schools and our private schools, or maybe we're despondent about people on the street who, who can't eat or can't sleep or hooked on drugs and all those things, then we got to have a, a heart check. We got to check our spirit, right? We got to check and make sure, man, alive. How come I didn't like that worship song today? Maybe it's not the worship team. Maybe it's ourselves. How come I don't like the youth group? Maybe it's not the youth pastors. Maybe it's ourselves. I don't like the preaching that's taking place. Maybe it's not the pastor. Maybe we just need a heart check, right? I'm not saying that's necessarily the case in this particular case, but I think we need to look at ourselves and say, why do I have to keep going like an addict into something else? Why can't I just say, okay, God, why don't you just feed me so that I can be all that you want me to be? Why do we have to be addicted to the latest and greatest thing when we know that Jesus is the latest and greatest thing? He's in charge. And so Esther bites the bullet, and she, she steps up in front of the king. She calls a three-day fast, and nobody likes to call a fast. Every, I don't know one person, Pastor, how come we just don't fast enough around here. We do fast once or twice a year, but like, we just need to fast every, you know, like three times a week. Go ahead. God bless you. I like food. I, like to fa I don't like to fast. I like the idea of fasting, and we do fast at least once or twice a year. We, we'll call a corporate fast, but nobody ever comes up to me and says, Pastor, when are we going to fast next? I just love it. But we like the results of fasting, don't we? 
And sometimes when things are really heavy, like Jesus rebuked a spirit and the disciples came to him privately, the Bible says, and hey, how'd you get rid of that? He said, sometimes, first of all, he said, oh, ye of little faith. He kind of rebuked him a little bit. And he said, some of these things don't come out except with prayer and fasting. We have to get into an order of our life, that structure that says, okay, I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast. I'm going to walk in unity. And these are the three things that Esther needed to take place in her life that, that would set the Jews free. And Mordecai said, hey, deliverance is going to come, whether it comes through you or it comes through somebody else. God's going to move in our communities. God's going to move in our families. God's going to move in our uh, workplaces, in our businesses, whether it goes through us or somebody else. I choose us. Why not us? Why not use us, God? But if that's the case, sometimes we have to step up when others are stepping out. Sometimes we have to speak up when others aren't speaking at all. And so I'm going to give you a couple things of this warrior mentality that maybe that we need and maybe that we can have as we walk through life together. And when we look at things and we, and we don't shy away from them and we're not nervous about them, we're not afraid of them, and we, and we say, okay, I, I need to have that mentality. Uh, this past week, many of you know that uh, there's a team and I that go out and knock on doors, and, and uh, we were in a, a part of town where apparently our other team had already just, just been there like minutes before, and uh, we knocked on the door. Uh, my partner did, and he said, Grace shirts like he always does, and, and the guy said, uh, you, you've already been here. Well, we knew we hadn't been there, right? there so it's like, all right, let's give him, let's, you know, say hi, and, and so we, we talking, and he said, well, maybe the other guys have already been here. Let's go down the street a little bit, and, and my, my buddy said, well, just right down there is like, Pastor, I don't know if we should go down there. Like, I, honestly, I think, I think we should be packing if we go down there. And I said, I don't pack, and you can't pack. <laughs> but we can pack the Holy Spirit with us, amen? We can pack Jesus. We can pack Jesus. I was like, I don't know if he was trying to make me afraid. The more he talked, the more anxious I got. Let's go. Let's go, let's go right now. And so we went down there, and, and we, we parked our car, and, and uh, I prayed over it, hoping it would still be there when I got back. And um, he, he, had me, he had me a little nervous. And so we, we walked and hit some houses, and then we, we stumbled, didn't stumble. He knew where we were going. And we, we hit a, a, a housing addition that he said, this, this thing's, Pastor, this thing's drug-filled. I mean, I, I, I promise you this is drug-filled. I said, well, they, in my spirit, I said, well, they, we're warriors. I knew I was preaching. We're warriors. They need us more than anybody does if that's the case. They, so we start, we, the first four or maybe five doors that we knocked on, and we knocked boldly, and the people answered the door, and, and my partner says, Grace Church, real authoritatively. And most people will open the door for uh, a church. I don't know if they will open it. I think they opened it out of fear because he's a great church. And it's like, uh, almost like, you know, Hickory Police, <laughs> FBI, CIA, DEA, all those initials, you know. He should start just saying GRC, Grace Church. And they opened the door and the first four or five people that we talked to in a row said, hey, is there anything we can pray with you about? We're not, you know, we're not trying to get you to come to our church if you have a church. And one person said, no, I need to go to church. And the second person said, no, I need to go to church. Third person said, what time is church? And, and I know what happens on Thursday doesn't always com compute to 
to Sunday morning, and some, sometimes people have a good heart on Thursday. They just can't, you know, the, the enemy's at his strongest on Sunday morning. That's when a lot of families will fight. They don't fight all week long. They fight on the way to church on Sunday. You know, kids don't act up all week long. They act up on the way to church. Kids don't get sick all week long, but then they have that Sunday morning flu, and it's real. I mean, they, they, they get sick. You know, babies start to spit up, got diarrhea, whatever the case may be. I'm trying to be too gross, but you know what it is? I don't know how that came out like that, but it happens. It, trust me. You knocked on many doors there. The first four or five, when I got home, Janie said, how'd it go? I said, I'm just sick. It was so sad. Why? So the first door, lady said, I was on drugs for 23 years. I got off of drugs, and then I moved into this place in 2012, and I got hooked back on, like, the very first day I was here, I got hooked back on drugs. Been on drugs ever since. Second door, knocked on that door. Grace Church, people come to the door. Can I help you? Hey, is there anything we can pray with you about? They just started weeping. I'm on drugs. I can't get off. Third house, knocked on the door. Grace Church. Hey, is there anything we can pray with you about? We're just out praying for the neighborhood. Thank you. Our neighborhood needs it so bad. What about you? And my partner saw something in the person and said, How you, what are you using? And they just started spilling their guts. I'm on heroin. I'm on opioids. I'm on uh, meth. I'm, I've been doing crack. I'm all these things. These are like, and how long you been on it? I've been on it all my life. I can't get off it. And the next house and the next house. And near, not every house, but nearly every house we went to, there was some form of addiction that has taken a hold of our community. And church, can I tell you that maybe, just maybe you're here to help those people get off of what they're stuck on. And we know Jesus will do it, right? We know Jesus will do it. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's the Jews in Esther's time who are going to be murdered or killed. There's a drug or there's an addiction or there's a, a life cycle or there's abuse or there's misuse. There's all these things that are taking place in our society right here. And sometimes it's the church that t- lends a deaf ear to it. Sometimes it's the church that just walks away and says, well, God bless you. I hope everything works out. My partner took a van and went over there this morning to see if he could pick anybody up, and he knocked on the same doors, and, of course, they, they didn't, couldn't make it out. But that's how strong of a hold the devil has a grip on some people. But you're a warrior. You're a warrior if you're here today. You're a warrior, and God's got your back. He's, he's, he's in charge. Amen? And so we're going to pray for those people. We're going to continue to knock on those doors. We're going to continue to go before them, and we're not going to start packing. Other than Jesus. Other than Jesus. So here's the warrior mentality that Esther had. And as Esther, as Esther stood before her peers, this is what this is what takes. So the warrior spirit sees the needs around you. This is what this is what happens when we're warriors. We start to see the needs. We see people that are hung out on drugs. We see orphans in Haiti that need to that need ten dollars a month so that they can eat for the whole month. We see people in Cherokee who are hooked on depression and and other addictions and just and just suffering because of just the, their surroundings. We we need to go there. We 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 saw the medical debt and it was paid for. The things that the Lord has challenged us to do, we can do. We can do together and we can do it because God is in charge. Amen? He's in control and you are a mighty warrior. 
I don't know if we can find Judges 6 and 12. Anthony, if you can find that and just pop it up there for a second. I got, I got it somewhere I want to go before we get to the next point. So Judges 6 and 12, you know the story of Gideon. It's a cool story. Gideon's uh, in the wine press, chaffing the wheat, which if you know anything about the wheat, the wheat had to be beat up on top of the mountain so the chaff would blow away and then the wheat would fall. But he was a coward. And because he was a coward, he was down by the wine press where it was 55 degrees and it kept cold. So then uh, the angel of the Lord appeared to him, Gideon, and said to him, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Well, in the different translations, one translation says, you mighty man of war, the, you mighty man of valor, you mighty warrior. Different translations say different things, but right here we see this. He calls him a warrior. Do you know God calls you a warrior today? You're a warrior, and as a warrior, you've got to start looking around. Let's go to Isaiah 42 and 13, because then with the same terminology, you mighty man of war, is found in Isaiah 42 and verse 13. And he says, the Lord goes out like a mighty man. And in most verses, it says mighty warrior. Everybody say warrior for me. Warrior. Say it like you mean it, Warrior. You're a warrior. So the Lord goes out like a mighty warrior. The same terminology that he uses in Judges 6 and 12 with Gideon. And like a man of war, he stirs up his zeal. Sometimes you have to stir up your own zeal. Sometimes it's not going to be a rooting section here. Sometimes it's not going to be someone patting you on the back and giving you a high five. Sometimes you just have to lay in your bed in the morning and you got to face another day of a miserable marriage or miserable finances or miserable addiction or miserable life. And you have to get up and say, today is the day of my breakthrough. Today is the day that God has my back. Today is the day that I get through this thing. Today is the day of a brand new day. And he stirs up his zeal and he cries out. He shouts aloud because we learn in Zephaniah, every time that you decide I'm going to shout to the Lord, the Lord shouts back over you. I'm going to dance to the Lord. The Lord dances back over you. I'm going to praise God. The, the praise of God Almighty comes back over you, and he shouts aloud, and he shows himself mighty against his foes. See, sometimes we have to run at fear, don't we? We don't like fear. We don't like things that, are, that, are, that trouble us. We don't like things that are in front of us. And when my partner said the other day, he said, Pastor, I don't know, and this guy does nothing scares this guy except the, a mere That was a good one. <laughs> you should have laughed harder, but you'll get it when you get home. You'll like, oh, I get it now. He said, Pastor, I don't know if we should go down here. I, we, we need something with us. We got Jesus, right? We got Jesus. And he was a true champion. He was a warrior. He knocked on doors. We prayed for people. He shared his story. I mean, we moved forward time after time after time. It was like maybe all those years of him being who he was, was for such a time as this. So maybe the troubles that God's allowing you to go through is not only for your own good, but for somebody else's good as well. Have you ever thought about that? See, we, sometimes we say, poor, poor, pitiful me. Even if we get it ourselves in our own misery, we expect God to get us out. We say, poor, poor, pitiful me. God, why are you doing this? And God might just be trying to teach us a lesson. But we're, if we're not aware of the things around us, and it's always about us. It's always about the selfish, little, born-again Christian wanting everything my way. It's got to be God's way. 
It's got to be what he wants, not necessarily what we want. Number two, that spiritual warrior takes advantage of the opportunities before you. We are knocking on doors. You might be uh, talking to the person in the cubicle next to you. A student might be having a Bible study. Someone might be uh, trying to pour into a person's life. There might be a disciple. you got to take advantage of the opportunities before you. You have to make sure that this is a God moment. We learned so much when my wife was in the hospital a little over five years ago. We learned so much about just what she said during worship. It's put up or shut up time. If you're going to preach it, you got to live it. If you're going to, if you got to live it, you got to have faith to make sure it works. You got to make sure that you're walking those steps. And every person will come to that stance where is this thing really real in our lives? Does this, does it really, really work? Yes, Jesus works. And you take advantage of the opportunity. So what are the opportunities? Well, praying, fasting, loving, forgiving, worshiping, coming, giving, doing all those things that we talk about each and every week. When we start to do those things, all of a sudden this nucleus starts to take place. And that warrior who has to rust up the zeal within himself, the Lord Almighty, he starts to look down. He starts to call you warriors. And he starts to look, look you out. And he starts to call you out. And he starts to pump you up, and you know that you can do what God has set before you. But take, take, take advantage of the opportunities. It's summertime. Come to church. Watch online. Bring a friend. What, what are the opportunities? Help somebody. Uh, adopt an orphan from Haiti. Come to Cherokee. Uh, help uh, bless a teacher on August the 18th. Buy a, buy a backpack to, to give away to a student. What, Pastor, those are, I don't know, those are just things. No, those are things that will help the kingdom of God. Do you know if we bless our teachers that are teaching in the schools and they go to school and they realize they can make a difference, they are warriors to fourth and fifth and sixth graders. They are, make, they are difference makers. They, are, they need to know they have a church behind them, praying for them, holding them up in prayer, their school, their classroom, the, the subject they teach. They need to know that they can make a difference in somebody's life. That's a big deal. Why should we all go to Cherokee? Why? Because Cherokee needs to know that there's a church that loves them and cares for them and wants to serve them for just one day. We need to take advantage of the opportunities. Number three, the third thing that warriors do is they appreciate the influencers behind us. Listen, there's a reason you're here. It's probably because you had someone pray for your life. It may have been a mama, it may have been a daddy, it may have been a grandmother, it may have been a brother or a sister, it may have been a loved one, it may have been someone you didn't know that was just praying for a specific part of town. We need to know that we're not against other churches. We're not trying to build anybody's kingdom. We're trying to build God's kingdom. Amen? We need to know that we are for people, not against people. Even if they don't know Jesus, we're not against them. We might speak to that spirit inside of them, but we need to love all people. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's a good concept. Jesus spoke it, right? Not love ourselves, and then if we have love left over, love your neighbor as yourself. Aaron's on our team, and he put together a really cool video a couple years ago, and I asked him to hunt it down and, and play it again because it, it, it talks about the Azusa Street Revival, which was uh, 
started by Seymour and Parnum uh, back on Azusa Street in early 1900s, the Holy Spirit fell. And then out of that, you, we look at Billy Graham, and then out of Billy Graham, we, we see the different movements of John Osteen, whose son Joel pastors now. And then we see Reinhard Bonnke, and we got Stephen Furtick, because he's a, a local pastor who, who's just killing it. And then we, we see Judah Smith, who, uh, you know, He's just the coolest guy in the world, and, and, and I'd like to preach like all those guys, and I probably don't preach like any of them, but my, my heart is this. We, we need to understand, church, that it's not about 30 minutes of preaching on Sunday morning. It's about 168 hours of living it during the week. It's about 168 hours of living it during the week. And if we, listen, if we can get that, then we sound like Steve's guitar solo in heaven. I mean, that, that, he nailed it. Steve, give Steve a hand. Steve, you nailed it today. That was, that was amazing. And I'm like, I, dear Jesus, like, where are the angels at? I want you to watch this video. It's a really cool video. It kind of jacks me up, and then we'll talk a little bit more when we get done. Roughly 600 million people worldwide trace their spiritual roots to its dirt floors and plain wooden altar. History refers to what happened inside the whitewashed wood structure at 312 Azusa Street as the Azusa Street Revival. God said, look beyond the serpent to me. Just do what I tell you, even though it's foolish. I'm asking you tonight to come to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, even though you cannot understand it all intellectually, and even though it may look foolish to you. Be careful, those of you that have come forward, that tonight you've shaken off the garbage. I felt it tonight. It's dripped off of you. You're leaving it. Don't pick it back up. When you get outside these doors and you get in your car and you head towards wherever you're going or you get on a jetliner and heading back to whatever country you're from, don't take no garbage with you. Do you dare to believe what I'm saying? I preach this all over the world and I say to the preachers in India and in Bulgaria, do you dare tell this to your people? Do you dare tell this to America and to the nation where you hear this? Listen, God is not counting up or holding against people their sins, but he has canceled them. When the Holy Spirit falls here tonight, people don't just speak in new tongues. Any miracle is possible. Always, always, always. And it will happen. It's not going to be as easy as I thought it was going to be. And it's going to cost a lot more than I thought I was going to have to pay. But it will happen. It might not be in the same city I started out in. And it might not be in the same manner or in the same position that I always thought I would feel. But I'm not worried about how it happens. I just have faith that it will. I'm going to make it. I'm going all the way. He shall perform. 
but even thoughts that wiggle their way into our minds to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask think or even imagine to him be the glory let's trust our exceedingly abundantly above all we can think or ask god come on church that don't jack you up just a little bit Ah, come on, worship team. Come on back. I'm going to set the table here for the song. So listen, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You go through each one of those, and you go Billy Graham, and you, man, and Reinhardt Bonnke, and you got the Brownsville Revival and all those things, and some of you are too young to, to know about some of those things, and yet Stephen Furtick and, and Judah Smith and all these great, great men and women of God who are just doing their part. And I say, what about us? What about us? What about us doing our part? What, what about us stepping out? What about whether it's knocking on a door or inviting somebody? If it's, a, if it's just you, you know that in, in the heavenlies, there's a body of believers that just love you. And, and, and God has angelic hosts surrounding you, ready for you just to step up and say, yeah, yeah, it's me. I can be that warrior. I can, I can be that person. I can be that one that just makes a difference. That, just, that one person that just says, come on. If your sin's been canceled like John Osteen and the Bible says, if you're more than a, a conqueror like Paul says in Romans, if you're more than a, you're a victorious warrior like Paul decrees upon us, then why don't we do that? Why don't we, why don't we believe that? In 2 Kings, the second chapter, there's a cool story about Elisha and his, and his running mate. And they're moving across the land. They come across a, an imposing army, and they, there's no way they can beat these guys. And 2 Kings, the second chapter, verse 16 says, and, and they said to him, Behold, now there are with you more servants, 50 strong men. Please let them go and seek your master. If they may, if the Spirit of the Lord has caught them up. I don't know if that's my verse. Let's go to 17. Yeah, that's not it. Sorry, I gave you the wrong one. Uh, I think it's the sixth chapter, 16 and 17, Second, Second Kings 6, 16 and 17. Elisha's looking, and he sees, a, he sees an army. And then in the army, his, 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 his running mate says, they're too strong for us. There's no way we can do that. And Elisha says to the Lord, do not be afraid for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Verse 17, that's my, and Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. That's you. That's a warrior. That's a person who's just stepping out and saying, all odds are against you. Stand with me the, 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 this morning. The, the, the person who, who says, man, I'm so tired of being in this relationship, I can't do it anymore. The, same, the person who says, I'm tired of losing job after job and, and begging people for money. The same person who says, I prayed for my son or daughter and they're still stuck on drugs. The same person who says, I, I just, I'm ready to throw my hands up and, and, and for, just forget it all. I'm ready just to cash it all in. That same person who would just say, okay, God, I'm going to do it one more day. They have an army around about them. They, you have chariots of fire around about you. You have angels holding swords and shields saying, you can do it, son and daughter. It is incumbent upon you to walk through that war. You are surrounded by angelic hosts. 
take the offering at the end right here. If you have a Convoy of Hope card, fill it out, throw it in. We'll actually pick those up next week, but if you want to fill it out today, you can. If you have a gift, an offering, an alms, if you give at the kiosk, if you give online or the phone app, I want you to hold your hand up today or your offering up today. We're going to bless it. Then after we're done, after we're done giving, after the ushers have come by, if you just feel like you need to come up front and get a little church in when they sing this song, Surrounded, because you're surrounded today by the love of Jesus Christ. You're surrounded today by the power of Almighty God. You're surrounded today. And I want to know you, I want to tell you that just like Elisha said, I want the Lord just to open your spiritual eyes. You have friends in Christ Jesus. You have friends in this church. So after you give, after we pray, and you give, if you want, you just come forward and you just put your worship on for a few moments and you allow God just surround you, your problem, your situation. Allow God to surround you in your ministry and your calling and your gifting, whatever you have. Father, I pray right now, Lord, for the gift and the giver. I pray right now, God, for those who are, are Lord, coming to you. We're going to be coming up here just with their worship. I pray for those, God, who, who need to be warriors in their life. God, I pray for those, God, who are just knocking on the door. Father, just knowing that you love them. Father, I pray for those today, God, who are giving of their gifts and their offering. Bless them. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together and running over. Would you cause men to give unto them? Father, I pray right now that they place their trust, their hope, their faith, and their confidence in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you this morning.
the power through our praise and our worship to overcome and to do battle against the enemy. He has already won the battle. It's our job just to worship. It's our privilege just to worship through every storm, through every battle that we're going through. This is how, this is how. So this is what you do when you're at a place and you say, I don't know what to say. I don't feel like God's favorite today. Like pastor said, I always think I am his favorite. But you know what? I'm, I'm looking and going, I don't know. Am I the favorite? I'm not feeling the favorite right now because I'm asking for things and they ain't happening. Am I still his favorite? Yes, I am because the enemy wants to bring you down. He wants to get you discouraged. He get, wants to get us thinking, well, I didn't get that miracle that I asked for. It may not be coming the way you expect it to come, but your miracle is coming. Your miracle is here. It might be having peace through a storm that you didn't think you could ever make it through, but you're gonna have peace when anything comes up. And this is how we do it. This is all you do. You get in that place and say, You can declare it. I'm going through this. I'm going through this storm because my God is able. Amen. So with everything you got, will you just sing it with me? You help me this morning. I'm going to help you. And we're going to go through this storm in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on.
valleys. You're going to go through them with us. Because the same God on the mountain is the same God in the valley. We serve you the same no matter what. Lord, you just build our faith sometime. And Lord, we build that up by being warriors like Pastor preached this morning. We are a warrior. You're looking at warriors in the house this morning to say, here we are. We're making war against drugs, against every addiction that is over our city. God, we're binding that in the name of Jesus. We're taking hold of all those strongholds, and we say, in the name of Jesus, be broken, be set free, be delivered. Over, Lord, any sadness it might be um, that people are dealing with with the loss of a loved one. Lord, we just fight our battles today in your praise and your worship. We know that you're working things out for us, and you're taking them through those places. Lord, marriages that, that might be a total wreck, we're just declaring this is how we fight. This is our fight. This is our fight. It's not with each other, but we're just going to do battle in the heavens and let you take care of every need. Financially, those that might be in need of a miracle, Lord, this is how we fight. We're warriors over all things because you've given us the authority and the power, as that message said this morning. So we take that. We take it to our homes today. And we declare over our homes, Lord, that that you're going to do what your word says. You're going to bring us through every storm, every battle. We're going to be victorious. We're going to be victorious because this is how we get our victory. So this week, Lord, we're just going to worship. We're just going to praise. When we feel sad, we feel discouraged, we feel, Lord, on the mountaintop, we're just going to walk around our house saying, this is how we fight. This is how we fight. This is how we fight. It's in our praise. It's in our worship. We're just going to do that. And we're going to see victory come forth in Jesus' name. Amen. You agree with that? Amen. We love y'all so much. Be blessed, and we'll see you soon. Have a great day. Love ya.